Guys, I plucked a gray hair from my beard the other day. Yep. You I've have, done that. You have no sympathy for yeah, me. I've been there. I'm a, I'm alarmed. No, don't be alarmed. I've I I've had I don't get gray. I have like like Santa Claus white hairs like every once yeah, in a while. That's me too. Yeah, it's cuz we're gingers. Ah. And uh you'll just get one every once in a while. It's no it's nothing to be alarmed about. Cuz they always they always say it's like hydra, you know? They say that like you pluck one gray hair and two more uh Oh no, it's not true. I honestly I've had the same one singular Santa Claus hair growing out of my beard in the same place for like 10 years now. Huh. I started going gray at 17, so Actually, Damn. should be afraid, Jason. Should be very afraid. I should be afraid. I see. Here's the thing. <laughs> I'm actually totally fine with all. Like, if if all my hair goes white and I just look like some bearded Anderson Cooper looking motherfucker, I'm cool with that. What I don't want is to go bald. No, no offense to bald people. I'm sure we have many bald listeners. I just personally don't want to go bald. Well, unfortunately, pal, there's nothing you can do about that. <laughs> sure, there is. I can uh, I can wear a Gene Hackman Lex Luthor wig. Yeah, okay. you could, yeah, you, you could, could. you could, <laughs> or you, or you could get hair plugs, or I could get hair plugs. Well, you know, I mean, so here's the thing with Gene Hackman's Lex Luthor, uh, he was all about buying up real estate, right? Uh huh. And do you know the place that he always tried but could never possibly uh, succeed at buying real estate? Uh, Antarctica and the frozen fortress of solitude. No, he bought that. He bought that out. That real estate. Did he really? I don't know. Probably. <laughs> okay. But you know where he was really trying to get real estate? Oh. The Savage Land! <laughs> Welcome back to the Savage Land. Hey guys, guess what? It's October and you know what that means. Uh, 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 white girls are coming out in droves to the nearest Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> what else does it mean? Uh, oh, Halloween. Oh. It mean, yeah, it means Halloween, Jason. Damn it. <laughs> I always forget every year. <laughs> uh, who do we got in the Savage Land? I'm Matthew. I'm Jason. And I'm Rachel, who always goes after Jason. <laughs> I couldn't remember the order because I like. That's how. That's how I always remember. <laughs> we'll never get it. We'll never get it right. Oh, well, never. Hey, do you guys. Uh, no, but it is. It is. It is October. It is Halloween. So I'm excited to. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm, I'm thinking. I'm gonna try to do. One of my weekly catch-ups for October will be a scary movie. Like Blade Runner. I'm, I'm, I'm totally on board with that. Like, not Blade Runner, but <laughs> I'll still see Blade Runner. A spooky... Pretty excited to see Blade Runner. Yeah, I'm crazy excited, too, actually. Yeah. I have my tickets. I The, the one downside with movie pass is I can't buy my tickets in advance. <laughs> Unless I go to the theater, yeah. like, beforehand. And so I, I hopefully I'll have a ticket. I bet you could get one singular ticket squeezed in between strangers, like when I went and saw Batman v Superman. <laughs> that was probably yeah, the ideal experience. That sounds to see fantastic. That. It was the I've, I've told it on the show before, but just in a, it, to, to to briefly uh, summarize, I I showed up late to the movie. No wonder you didn't uh, like it the first time. A little, go- I, I showed up a little goofy by myself, 
and the entire theater was packed except for one seat, like dead middle, where I had purchased my one singular <laughs> ticket with like you know couples all surrounding me, and I just kind of like sat down between these just, two couples and just squeeze like, here, squeeze myself in. Was like, hey guys, I live here now. <laughs> I actually okay. So this sometime in the last like was since the last time we recorded, I listened to an old episode of our show, and Matt said on the air that he actually enjoyed the BVS Ultimate Cut. Yeah, I did. did. Yeah. I did. I did enjoy the BVS Ultimate Cut. Now, here's where the here's the clincher though. <laughs> I said I know I remember this because I said I enjoyed it more, and where that means I'm, there's a little bit of sort of like. Like, like if I if if I pick up poo on the ground, I'm not too thrilled about it. But if you like put a, a dollar a candy coat a, a candy coating over the poo, then at least I'm not touching the poo directly. So I enjoy that experience a little more. Yeah, yeah, whatever. You said I I feel like you you might have said it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't uh, it wasn't too bad or something like that. It, yeah, no, it wasn't. Or it wasn't it was, too bad. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't great. <laughs> No, the I mean, I really, I, you know, here's what's funny though, because I remember talking about it. I remember saying on the show that I watched the director's extended blah blah blah, and I and I liked it, enjoyed it more. Then I because I did, I was like, oh, I, Jenica should watch this. So I watched it again, and the second time I watched it, I was like, ugh, no. <laughs> so I shouldn't have. What my mistake yeah. was was watching it a third time. It's you know, it's a masterpiece like Requiem for a Dream. It's just meant to be seen once. No, because the first time I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the ultimate so. cut is a masterpiece like Requiem. Oh, yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. But well, but you need to see the first one to have context. <laughs> <laughs> to, to know that it's a masterpiece. <laughs> to know that it's better, To yeah. realize what you Otherwise, could have been watching. Yeah, totally. Um, well, so I, I, I did for, you know, I, I forget about Halloween every year, but you know who doesn't forget about Halloween every year? Uh, Comic uh, Bento. Comic Bento. You got it. Uh, it's that time of year again when Bento is haunted by ghouls, goblins, and other creatures of the night. The Ghastly Collection, uh, this month for October will take you into the deepest, darkest realms comics have to offer, uh, including one of the best-reviewed scary books of recent memory that no one saw coming. That's a hell of a tease. Uh, creep into the creatures of the night, Bento, until the treats run out at midnight on October 31st. Uh, if you go to Mm. comicbento.com... You can use our promo code SAVAGE at checkout, and that will give you $5 off uh, your first box. And hey, there's no commitment. You can just order one box and get $5 off, you know? That's all. I, that's it. That's it. And they said, that's like, the, it's, 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 you know? And I mean, this... You just get, get, get yourself some spooky books. Get them yeah. spooks. Get them spooks. I think even I might want some spooky books. Spook up, yo. Spook up, d- 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 dog. <laughs> dog? Uh, <laughs> um... <laughs> But yeah, like the the tease that one of the best reviewed scary books of recent memory that no one saw coming. That's like a. I'm actually really curious about what the hell that is. I bet it. I bet it's witches. You think it's witches? Well, but like people saw that coming, right? That's Scott uh, Snyder and Jock. Yeah, but well, sure. But Mm. if there's any comic that ever comes out, people know about it beforehand. So that's fair. Well, but like, yeah, they know about it, but like, but that's from all star creators. You know what I mean? I don't, know, dog. I don't know. Could have been lock and key, maybe, or maybe like nail biter. I don't know. Maybe dog. I don't know. Could we'll be find, anything. Maybe we'll find out. Yeah, we'll find. I mean, our listeners will find out if they uh, go to comicbento.com and use the promo code Savage. 
They, they'll find out real fast, you know? You know, I, yeah. thought, I, I, I thought of something. Okay, go ahead. Today, listening to the Savage Lovecast, which is Dan Savage's podcast on life, love, and relationships. It's our highest competition in the iTunes uh, search category. Not, <laughs> yes, and we'll never <laughs> top him. A. Hey, we're B, getting close. Uh... Just pretend you're donating to his show on at Comic Bento, but it's, or because all of his promo codes are savage too. So I was like, "Fuck!" Oh, uh, is that true? <laughs> yes, oh, all of his promo codes are savage. Well, good thing all of ours are like not sponsors. He would ever have <laughs> exactly. That's One of these funny. days, guys, we're gonna have to fight. Fight. We'll have to fight Dan Savage to the death for the Audible uh, promo code. <laughs> That's true. Fuck. I think maybe, that's fair. Maybe we'll use the the promo code land. <laughs> unless the <laughs> land, that's horrible. Unless the land love cast is also uh, going strong. <laughs> hey man, they're picking up steam. Yeah, yeah they really on that. are. There's a lot of people that love land. <laughs> like Lex Luthor. Tied it all around. Like, yeah, like Lex. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he likes land. He's non-discriminatory and choice land. I mean, he prefers <laughs> Superman's secret hideouts, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, that's good but shit. But he'll take any any sort of land you got. <laughs> um, yeah. Before we dive into ketchups, did you guys see the trailer for Annihilation? Yes. Because yes. hot damn, that movie looks awesome. Yes, it does. It looks good. I, I still have no idea what really it's about, but yeah, I watched it and I was like, oh, yeah, on board. You got my ticket. Do you recommend reading the book? Yes. <laughs> that was fast. So it's so because good because I found it for eight dollars on Amazon. Buy it. But I just wanted. You it's know. so weird. That's the thing. <laughs> I read the book and I don't know what's going on. Well, that's why I ask because <laughs> you said it's completely bananas. It's so fucking. There's cool. also two it's more books book. that Matt hasn't read. That's fact. But I read the first book and it was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> yeah, that trailer uh, looks. Oh, it's incredible. Awesome. Yeah. It, it's a little. It's a little slower, and I know you don't like the slower stuff, but I'm not sure how that you feel about that when it comes to a book. <sighs> it, hey, you it read depends. it. <laughs> I'm I'm currently reading it, but he has a good flow. Yeah, he really to does. The slow parts. Good flow to it's the slow. When it's she's got a really the or, or he's got a really cool style of writing, and that's interesting, and and it kind of keeps you in 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 the story. I'll, I'll, g- I'll give you an example. Okay. I threw this book. Like, I chucked it. Wow. It was Aragon, that horrible Oh, oh I never read it. Dragon. Oh. It's basically just Star Wars. Okay. He talked about the embroidery on the back of a chair for three pages. Oh. No, it's not like that at all. That I cannot <laughs> no, do. No, it's not like that at all. No, no, at no. At that point, I was done, and I threw it. No, no, no. It's not like that at all. I, give it a whirl. Eight bucks? Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what I was thinking. Eight, but it's, it's eight bucks on Amazon. No, nah, it's really cool. It's a good book, and uh, that trailer got me really excited. And I saw Natalie Portman, and I was like, I don't know, man. But maybe it's her turn. Her time has come to redeem herself. Hey, the, the port woman's back. Yep. Good port woman. Yeah. Good, good port woman. Well, and she's shacking up with Oscar Isaac, so not, that, that's a good thing. Wait, Is she's she? what? Her and Oscar Isaac are together? In in Annihilation. Oh, in Anni- oh. oh, I was like, what? I thought you meant real life. 
I thought she was. <laughs> no, she's shacking up with the director, like, isn't right? Isn't she married? What, or she's, no, I don't know. no, that was Jennifer know. Lawrence and, and um, Darren Aronofsky. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Darren Mother, Aronofsky. Yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Let's start a rumor that Alex Garland and uh, Natalie Portman are dating. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start a rumor that they had a baby and it's a robot. <laughs> Oh, man, and that would be a problem, too, because Alex Garland's been married for a while and has two kids. Would you say it would be a problem child? Uh, wah, wah. I, was, I was trying to... I was trying to... Anyway, 80s, 80s kids, am I right? Problem child? Yeah. John Ritter? John Ritter! Kristen Ritter's dad. <laughs> really? No. 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 <laughs> oh, shit, that's funny. Um, anyway, no, I just wanted to... I just wanted to just wanted to drop that little there. The, yeah. the little um, psh psh. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, catch up. When does I got, it come out? I don't know. I, I, I didn't bother to look. Uh, oh, it's okay. probably for not for a while. I'll, I'll take a look, though. Uh, let's let's start squeezing I, the I bottles. Just, yeah, let's squeeze the bottles. Yeah. Um, I'm just Wait, really quick. Shows, Kristen Ritter so. is 35. I did not know that. Okay, start squeezing bottles. So it's the match <laughs> uh, starring me. I'm at, I'll just keep going. Yeah, sque- Marty, no, uh, squeeze your bottle, Matt. You got it. Go, go, squeeze um, it. Uh, 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 guys, oh my God. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, well, holy shit, February 23rd is when it comes out. Okay, go ahead. Jesus. <laughs> I just wanted to know if that I had adequate time to read the book. Yeah, Finish it's not, it it's not and very then long. read the book. It's a, it's a shorter book. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, hey, and also another <laughs> fact about Kristen Ritter. Oh my just God. <laughs> um, it's the Kristen yeah. Ritter show. Yeah. I learned it from you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, but really, she's from Brooklyn. Oh my God! <laughs> All right, yeah, no, you're fine. Okay, in the vein of me doing. Uh, oh, and Chris Reader has a pet dog named Mikey. All right. At this right. point, it's like it's just annoying. All right. It's funny for a second, but you're putting the bit too far. I know. <laughs> I'm aware. Payback. Good lord. All right, scary movie. Here's, scary what, movie. here's what drives me doubly bananas about it is before we even started recording, it's like, did you take notes on your on your on your on your on your ketchup so you can sound professional? And then let me derail you. Oh no, not so you can sound professional, just so we can be entertaining. Oh, this is entertaining? Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, com. Tell us if you think it's entertaining. Rate Jason's comedic bit with the Kristen 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 Ritter facts. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send out a poll, you know, like a, a Google Sheets, and they can fill out which bits they found funny. Yeah, did you like the Kristen Ritter bit? <laughs> Let us know what you think. Uh, also, she's got a dog named Mickey. Yeah, Mikey. Uh, Mikey. It's, I'm gonna call it Mickey from now on. All right. Uh, She'll find you. Fuck. Okay. Scary movies. For reals. Scary movies. I'm gonna do one scary movie. Um, a week for October. Oh, That's cool! Oktoberfest. It's not even <laughs> Oktoberfest, but it's not how Oktoberfest works. Sure, it is. Um, it's in November, or it's in September. Oktoberfest is in September. Oh, that's well. Hmm. Yep, it's weird. Uh, <laughs> maybe in Germany it's in October, but in Utah it's in November or September. God damn it! Fuck everything. <laughs> <laughs> Look at what your facts have done. <laughs> Look what you've made me become. <sighs> oh, I couldn't have hoped Every, for a better everything's result. Everything's ruined. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, anywho, scary movies. I'm going to fucking watch some scary movies, and I'll talk to, about them on my catch-ups. Uh, this one's not scary, but it's the, it's got monsters in it. So I watched Troll Hunter uh, for like the 40th time. 
Yay, Troll Hunter. But I don't know. If you haven't seen Troll Hunter, you should watch Troll Hunter. Have you seen Troll Hunter, Jason? Uh, I have not seen Troll Hunter. Wait, for reals? Yeah. Oh, shit, dude. It's fucking good. It's, it's really good. So, Troll Hunter is this Norwegian kind of like mockumentary with that these kids who go like investigating uh, these bears that keep showing up dead. Hmm. Uh, or bear hunters or some bear related incidences. Yeah. Yeah, the, it's the bears. It's the duh bears. <laughs> duh bears. <laughs> this is the one from 2010 <laughs> with yeah. a bunch of bork bork names I can't pronounce. Y- yep, yes. that's definitely it. Cool. Because the movie was made in Norway. Okay, got it. You have to read subtitles if you watch the movie. Yeah. Just kidding. Uh, but it's really good, though. It's so good. Anyway, it's, uh, these guys, these, like, this, this, like, students are, like, you know, documenting this bear incident thing, and then they, they inadvertently meet up with this guy and start following him around. Uh, and they follow him off into the woods. And as they're off in the woods, kind of like trying to, f- you know, see what this guy's up to because they think he's a bear poacher or something. He comes booking out of the woods, grabs mm-hmm. him, yells, troll, and then runs off. Long story short, turns out that he's a troll hunter hired by the Norwegian government to keep the troll population in check. And there's a lot of trolls. And there's all these different kinds of trolls. And they're all different. And these guys just follow him along to sort of document what he does. Uh, it's fucking great. Now, are they trolls it's, like troll dolls, or are they trolls like uh, like, like like traditional okay. traditional, traditional Scandinavian Norway- yes, trolls? Because exactly. it'd be really yeah. funny if they were like troll dolls. Nope, they're not like that at all. Damn, they're like they're giant, three headed, cre- like, bloodthirsty. I can smell the blood of Christians. Uh, trolls. Yes, I didn't know smelling the blood of Christians was a thing that did. <laughs> huh. That is Tr- trolls can uh, smell the blood if you're a Christian, and yep. they will kill you, and they'll eat you. Wow, that's a that's a fun fact. They'll gobble you right up. But then they so then they just follow this guy around, and it's just and and so he's actually a Norwegian comedian, but he plays a pretty serious role. But the movie's kind of funny. Mm. Like I wouldn't say it's scary at all. No, it's uh, just got some cool it's just, troll monsters yeah, in it. Super cool and troll it, stuff. It's interesting how they did it. Uh, one of my favorite parts is when they talk about the power lines uh-huh. and how that keeps the trolls in yeah their areas that they're supposed to be contained in uh-huh. which is actually pretty interesting so now every time i see big power lines i think that they're keeping the troll population away <laughs> that's what they're doing <laughs> that's uh, all they're doing but no it's so anywho it's i i i i think it's i think it's one of the better of the um of the uh the mockumentary genre the clover fields the the uh the wreck Mm. Uh, the uh, I don't know what else. There's other ones out there. Trust me. Do you that's, wait? That's wait. Do enough. you consider Cloverfield a mockumentary? <laughs> well, no, but that same sort of like same found sort of footage. found footage type dealio. Gotcha. So this tec- technically this is a found footage because at the beginning of the movie they say we found this footage. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it but it is it is mockumentary. But it's also mockumentary because they're kind of doing a do- they're like they're kind of filming this documentary as that's what's going on, but. Hmm. So, a little bit of both, but there. it's but it's not as like it's not as like lighthearted or comedic as you would uh, call it any mockumentary, right? I'm trying I'm trying to figure out tone wise for my my own head. Mm. No, it's not. It's I mean, there's some like in, there's some comedy in it, but it's more inadvertent. Uh, it's not intentionally funny, like a like the Mighty Wind or something like that. Mm. Yeah. No. Gotcha. It's, it's not. I, I, it's not 
satire. No, so I, mockumentary maybe isn't the right way to put it because it is more like found footage. But they're making a documentary, so that's why it's a mockumentary mm. in my own head. So take that world, I decide <laughs> what I want. Hello, world! I'm your it, wild it, Matt. It makes sense to me because I've seen it, but I could see how that's kind of confusing yeah. to someone who hasn't seen it. But <laughs> I aim to confuse. But that's exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna if if I get somebody to watch that movie, I'm gonna present it to him as a mockumentary. Okay. Hey, let's watch this yeah. mockumentary, Troll Hunter. <laughs> and then they'll be like, "What?" At some point during uh, the movie. But no, I w- it, it's great. Um, I would say it's there's a there's a there's a there's a scene with a bridge and three billy goats. Yes. And a troll under the bridge. Mm. Yes. Uh, and it's pretty fucking great. It's fantastic. Yep. I dig uh, it. So yeah, that's uh, that's was that's, the was the troll under the bridge played by Alan Moore. No. Nope. Damn. Nope. Eventually he's going to find cool. his true calling. But you know what's surprising about this movie is the CG is really good. Really? Yeah. It's pretty it's pretty convincing CG, yeah. Huh. Um so I didn't fun. I didn't even know they had invented CG in Norway yet. It's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> yep. Um Anywho, yeah, I don't know. I would I would say that's a good one. That's my That's my number 1 of 4 Halloween themed catch-ups Ooh. also uh this episode's gonna be going up like uh week two of october or even three damn it yeah I fucked it up <laughs> i failed it i failed you world <laughs> we're just so the listeners know we're recording this on like the third of october uh i'll so just I'll, I'll i'll smash three in on the next episode matt, matt was well planned uh <laughs> in, in his attempt it's just that we because i'll be out of town we kind of stacked a bunch of recordings that's true yeah uh well Forget everything I already said earlier about my ketchup. It'll it'll probably be a little sooner than you're thinking, just because uh, there'll be a, it, when, yeah w- whenever it comes out, yeah. it's fine. I don't care. I'll just look. People at no, people still follow the theme because I think there's also a lot of leftover spook uh, after Halloween. You know, people are still like, you know what? I want- I'll, I'll I'll add in some scary movies too because I love scary movies yeah. and yeah. Halloween and all that. Thank so. you, Rich. I think I think I think people still want to be spooked after Halloween. They're like, you know, you know, I got I got a little bit of spooks, but I I got some spookness left. Well, or I'll just do it in real time because this is I'm starting Halloween now, and then they can just <laughs> suffer having to listen to it in the future. January, <laughs> January. There's my fourth scary movie from Halloween. January spooktacular. <laughs> Matt's January spooktacular. <laughs> uh, that's definitely a thing now, guys. <laughs> we got to do it. We got to do like an extra spooky episode in January. <laughs> I'll talk. I'll talk in my Vincent Price voice the whole time. There we go. Oh, um, please do. I totally watched that Simpsons today with Vincent Price, where you have to call because he didn't put the eggs in his egg oh, kit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Sorry, that just made me think. No, it's good. No, that's great. That's good. Um, anywho, so that's my catch up. I liked. I uh, I would give it nine out of ten stars. Mm-hmm. I really, I really like that movie. I agree. Um, it's fun. Nice. Uh, my other catch up, and I think there's going to be some overlap here. Mm-hmm. I, I'm 100% positive there's going to be overlap. Is uh, Green Valley by Max Landis? Should we? Okay. And, should we talk and about? I, and I, go ahead. I so I I have a disclaimer before we talk about it. Okay, so if let's that's you, let's that's what you, if that's what if that's what you were getting at. Yeah, let's throw the disclaimer right here, and then I say we talk about Green Valley after the issue of the week, and kind of just make it our sort of topic today. 
since we already oh that wasn't my disclaimer but we can yeah we can do that yeah that's fine yeah i was just gonna think like if like if you want you could you could throw the disclaimer right here and then we could talk about it after the issue of the week no it's that it's gonna make no sense to put the disclaimer oh. this is like because if i put the, the my disclaimer <laughs> is regarding spoilers yeah and so there's no sense in me putting it right here to then have people wait till the end to then have me say it again um Yes, let's do that. Okay. Let's talk about that later. And then, uh, if you're so, listening to this right now and you haven't read Green Valley yet, and and we highly like we highly recommend Green Valley, I think is safe to say, uh, go check it out without even looking up the premise if you if you're still in that zone. Well, that's my that's my that's my oh. that's my thing. We can cut that out. We can we can I can beep <laughs> no, I can beep that it's whole fine. thing out. It's, it's fine. It's It'll fine. just be like a minute long beep. It's fine. 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 <laughs> fine. Fine. Um. No, okay. Well, yes, that was. Well, let's do that, and then I will just then. I, then I can briefly just say my other catch up is I'm still just catching up on the Marvel Star Wars stuff. Oh shit! Is it going? Where? At which point are you at right now? Um, I did Vader up to Vader down. Now I'm going through Star Wars up to Vader down. Mm. Um, wait, and then you weren't reading. You wait. So you weren't reading them simultaneously. You were like, interesting. Okay, got you. Yeah. No. Well, I've already done both. Yeah, of course. You know. So at this point, it's just more convenient for me to just flip through mm. one book issue to issue. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, and then then going back and forth. That's you an know, interesting. I know they approach. are technically supposed to be read back and uh, up to Vader down. Yeah, not I haven't done Vader down yet. Gotcha. Okay. You have to read. Okay. You have to read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to read Vader down back and forth. Yeah, I thought I thought you were like oh. a psychopath and you were just like reading half of a crossover and then like okay after a, you know twenty issues I'll go back and read the other half of this crossover. <laughs> no, 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 no. Cool. I would never. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like context there. No. Anywho, uh, it sounded like you've done that. Yeah, it sounded I've like maybe you've... I've maybe done that. <laughs> Is that how you read Hickman's <laughs> Adventures, <laughs> guys? <laughs> uh, oh um, boy, I did do that with Maximum Carnage. <laughs> uh, because I they only carried some of the some of the comics at my at the grocery store where I bought them from. So no, that I, makes sense. I could get Web of Spider Man. So I read like Maximum Carnage two, five, and. 10 mm-hmm. and then i had spider-man and that was like three six and 11 and then i didn't have any of the other ones so gotcha that's what it, that's what i did good stuff good stuff anywho star wars uh yep who's next cool <laughs> no that, that's all that needs to be said just a status update it's good um rach you want to go uh i guess this could be considered scary movie but i finally watched alien covenant Ooh, in space nobody can hear you <laughs> nope really and nobody could hear rachel yawn <laughs> i i don't know what i think of it so i have very the- mixed feelings this has been this has been a long time coming savage land listeners Rachel and Matt talking about Alien Covenant. <laughs> it really has. <laughs> but here we are. We found our moment. I'm on the same page. I don't know how I feel about it. There's like I felt like there were two movies. One was really good and one sucked. Yeah. Between Maybe that's it. Between be- between uh, between one movie where it's it's uh one movie where it's all about uh what's what's his name? The robot. What's his name? Adam. Well there's one movie about adam and his like crazy fascination with life and he's like has got his like little like island of dr moreau menagerie of xenomorphs in the basement of something and he's just like all super creepy no his name is david david thank you 
and making and making all the weird alien creatures and just being this super weird like crazy robot who's just out of touch with everything and that's awesome to me and exciting and that was kind of a fun progression from prometheus and then the movie about a scary alien that attacks people that was somewhat uninspired Hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. i i'm definitely on the same page with you there that the xenomorph on the ship and killing everybody wasn't quite as interesting as david and his whole process of actually creating everything totally and then having all the weird like the david and the other david bot goliath walter walter that was awesome. Yeah. Like the, I, so. Yeah. I'm gonna totally. I like. I watched it again just recently, and then the second time, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> 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 like. Yeah. I, yeah. And e- even after I watched it, and I just texted you, letting you to know that I watched it, I'm like, I I don't know. Like, don't is know. this normal? Like, I I I don't know what to feel. Mm. Yeah. Because I also mm-hmm. don't know if I really like the way they handled how the xenomorphs get created sure like it was interesting but i kind of felt like i wanted just more of that mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah exactly i don't know i i, I definitely walked out of that movie just kind of like huh <laughs> that's a movie that was a movie. It happened. So here's here's been the question I've been uh, waiting to ask because we haven't. This is the first time we've talked about Covenant on the show, right? Well, Ye- other than us talking about wanting to talk about it, yeah, yeah. Uh, did you see Life as well, Rachel? Yes. So which one was the better Alien movie? As far as just aliens, well, an alien on a spaceship. As I think he's just trying to say like which one's the better. Ripley alien movie. Life. Yeah, life. Exactly. Yeah. Life's yeah. the better alien that movie. Was, that was terrifying <laughs> yeah. and fucking gross. And so like, good, though. That it, was a good movie. Yeah. Like, that movie gave me the same feeling as the original Alien Aliens. Hmm. Yep. Interesting. Where, where that kind of aspect wasn't really needed in Alien Covenant. Mm-hmm. Like it could have just been about David being crazy and well, and I and I think I I walked into it kind of excited that we were I, I liked Prometheus I liked the high concept yeah trajectory he was like let's do you know we did Alien in the eighties and it was fucking awesome so let's do some weird high concept xenomorph shit yeah you can take it out of universe it doesn't even have to be in the same universe just like the same like just reinvent it and do some weird shit with it some weird you know high more like highbrow sci-fi instead of just a, complex a, a stuff scary yeah exactly yeah. and but they were like let's smash them both together yeah i i now that we're talking about it i think that definitely pinpoints my problem with it yeah because but I, and i didn't hate it no i don't hate no, it at all, all. No. like i do want to see it again yeah yeah but hmm. it definitely was lacking what i really wanted I'm not going to lie to you, there is probably like a maybe 5% chance I ever watch Alien Covenant. That's okay. Yeah, that's fine. I don't care. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
good. That's good. I'm glad. Uh, glad we're glad we can still uh, the show. The show can yeah. still go on. The show can yeah, st- still go that's on. Fine. We're not. But, in, we're not in an impasse yet. But <laughs> you did watch Life, and you, did you enjoy it? I oh, I actually didn't watch Life. I that that was you didn't watch Life. No, that was one of the reasons that I was asking the question. Is like if I'm going to see one of these alien movies, then which one should I see? Oh, definitely watch Life. Life. I th- you, yeah, I think you totally dig Life. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a cool movie. That's got one of the coolest like creatures in a movie I've seen in a while. It, he, yeah, he's a really cool alien. What do they name him? Like Philip or something? Yeah, or like Seymour or some shit. Yeah, I, I can't. Or remember. Hoffman. But, but get it? Just Calvin. 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 Yeah. We just. That's his name. Did you guys pick up on the joke? No. I Rachel. Wasn't Rachel really said listening. Philip. Matt said Seymour, and I said Hoffman. Yep. Yeah, I know that was. That oh, was, okay. Yep. Yeah, no, because I I just wanted I was more <laughs> focused your, on explaining your jokes. Yeah, that's <laughs> how you make it funny. Just, just oh, the okay. design of Calvin uh-huh. is one of the coolest things I've ever seen because he's almost starfish like, but like but, but not but not yeah, like it's so cool. It's very he's got like ocean movements. Yeah, and it it's really awesome. Hmm. Yep, agreed. Cool. Very cool. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. Right. Do you want to rate Covenant? Uh, <laughs> no. Three and a half out of five. <laughs> yeah, that, okay. that's that's what I'll get. I'll rate. I'll rate it a big. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's my rating. Yeah. Uh. Huh. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> what else you got? Uh, what else you got? Uh, well. My kind of ties into our other thing, oh. I guess. And everybody's catch up to the same thing because we all just, we all. Because uh... I I did watch Baby Driver, but I don't know how much I want to talk about it because Matt hasn't seen it yet. Just give a brief how you felt about it, then we can, and then you're welcome, Scott. And then we can. I love how many of these big movies <laughs> that can, come out we that like we on. wait months to see. <laughs> I don't go to movies often. Mm. So I'm always pretty behind, but Blade Runner, I already have my tickets. I'm ready to go. So, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, Blade Runner is gonna have to wait for me because I'm not around this weekend. But Ugh. sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, oh, I'm so sorry. Now taking Baby applications was for co-host. Really good. I I loved it. It's really fun. Hell yeah! It's a different story, which is also. Mm-hmm. way more fun than just your normal action movie. Mm-hmm. There were some parts that I didn't quite love. I didn't love the, the girl love interest. Mm. But I think that's the only thing I didn't like. Yeah, and that's that's pretty, like, in terms of the, the, the criticism of this movie, I think that one's, like, I, I think that's probably the biggest, um, what do they call it, like a... a, a mark or whatever on this film is like that's like that one area that really could have used uh kind of some sharpening up yeah was their relationship because it's it's very we met and we fell in love in that single day and now we're together and now we're gonna run away with each other and, and break all these laws and we, I've only known you for 48 hours. Yeah, it's it's very... Uh, the plot needs them to be love interests, so they're love interests. Yeah. Yeah. It, it definitely 
wasn't needed in my opinion, mm-hmm. but the rest of it is or- really good. I love Kevin Spacey. He's amazing in it. Mm-hmm. And John Hamm mm-hmm. was... I'm glad bad things happened to him. Speaking of mm-hmm. John Hamm, did you guys see he might be playing Mr. Sinister? Oh, that'd be amazing. No. Yeah, no, that's the he's in talks to play Mr. Sinister. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> I yeah. saw that he was cast in Good Omens. Yep, and as... Uh, oh, no, that's what I'm thinking of. Good <laughs> Omens. Wait, what? No, 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 I just saw... I think it was also John Hamm to be playing in, in the Gambit movie I'll, to play Mr. Sinister. I'll take a look. Oh, my God, if it's in the Gambit movie, I'll be fucking stoked. Yeah. yeah, yeah, John Hammond. Uh, no, uh, uh, Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig, thank you. Daniel Craig to play Mr. Sinister. Oh, I don't like that as much. I don't like that as much either. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm okay no, with him. I got confused because I saw the two things at the same time. I saw oh, that John okay. Hamm was playing Gabriel in Good Omens, yes. which is awesome. Yes. And then Daniel Craig is to play Mr. Sinister. I actually think that's super cool, though. I really that is like cool, Daniel Craig. but... I'm a little disappointed. Because right, I'm I sorry, th- Rachel. <laughs> I fucked it up. I fucked it up forever. <laughs> but no, I love John Hamm, and he's really good in Baby Driver. Yeah, no, he's great. I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I'm pretty cool with Daniel Craig being uh, Mr. Sinister. I like him despite his potato face. Um, those steel blue, oh yeah, those I'm, steel I'm blue cool. eyes. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely cool with it. I'm just not as cool with it. Did you? Anyways. Did you? Uh, <laughs> did you see that the Fifty Shades of Grey writer is, uh, or screenwriter is, penning the latest draft of Venom? Is that who's doing it? Yeah. Here's the thing. I was. I've been watching the Venom stuff, and it's. It's a big giant. Like that movie might actually fucking rock. It could be. It could. It definitely could. It's got like a crazy good cast. Yeah. It does have a crazy cast. The cast is like holy shit. You guys keep dropping these guys. It's it's got other screenwriters on it that are good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm here's here's honestly here's my only hope for that movie. Uh, like and the, the fact that people the fact that the people who are that are signing up for the movie is just kind of like holy shit. Like Tom Hardy. Yeah, Tom Hardy, Riz Ahmed, and Michelle Williams. I mean, right there, you don't really even need much more. It's so crazy. Like it's got to be. It must be good. Yeah. It must be like there's got to be something behind that. Otherwise, unless it's just money. May, hey, sh- sure, maybe, yeah. of course. There's always money, but like, I, I don't think Tom Hardy needs the money. I think he ha- he could pick whatever he wanted to do. That's the Tom Hardy one is the one where I'm like, yeah. Jesus, really? Uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> but I is it, like Ruben Fleischer as a director. I'm very up and down on right. Like Zombieland was amazing. Gangster Squad was a pile of crap. Thirty minutes or less was okay. Uh, he wrote, or at least I think directed actually on some of, um, Santa Clarita diet, which I don't really like directors in TV don't really matter that much. Uh, but yeah, that, I don't, I don't think that's good. You can't really compare there. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm just like, I we'll see, I guess we'll see is all I, I want. But I, I hope that this like side universe is based around spider Gwen. Like if they try to just make it a Spider-Man list, Spider-Man universe and don't have anything else to insert there. I think that's a, a huge misstep. Or they'll do Miles Morales. Yeah, but they're already doing the animated movie with Miles Morales, so I feel like that's less likely. Not not to say that I would want that less, but also sure. Miles Morales, his story is more integral to having Peter Parker, right? Well, I mean, either one you could alter, but I, I yeah, just I, I feel like I feel like since they're doing the animated movie with Miles Morales, uh, like like I here okay here's my statement or my thought really. 
Uh, oh boy, what have I done? No, it's it's not long. Just I, I think that <laughs> if Miles Morales was going to be the centerpiece in this universe, then the animated movie would be a Spider Gwen movie. Oh uh, sure. Yeah. Okay. We'll see. Yeah, we'll did, see. Did it say who Michelle Williams is cast as? Um, it. I'll look it up. I haven't seen casting at all for who's playing what other than Tom Hardy. Uh, yeah, and even Tom Hardy, I don't think is confirmed. I think that's all like rumors. Um, oh, really? They haven't confirmed him as Eddie Brock. Maybe. I mean, not. we don't maybe even know it's Eddie Brock as Venom. Yeah, exactly. For all we know, it could be Flash Thompson. We all we know is Tom Hardy's the lead. Uh, Michelle Williams and Riz Ahmed uh, have no character names. Yeah. Do you think Michelle is Gwen? Um, how old is she? She's probably in her mid late thirties. I actually don't know who she is. I feel like I feel like that's a little She's too old to place better Gwen. That's how I know who she is. She was in a Brokeback Mountain. Uh sources say she's playing a district attorney and possibly Tom Hardy's love interest. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway, sorry, we're we're going down a whole fucking rabbit hole of news and this episode's coming out in like three weeks. What are we doing? Um Yeah, that's that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to the original uh <laughs> That's the original ketchup uh, thing, Rich. Baby Driver. Mm-hmm. It's really good. It's worth watching. Hell you should yeah. watch it. Yep. I'm down with that. Uh and, and I do I do like what they did with the music too. Yeah. The music was that like the execution on that was fantastic. Yeah. Uh I completely agree. Yeah, yeah. You're, yeah, we're, 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 me and Rach, we're simpatico. We, we, we're, we're on the same page here. Sometimes. Sometimes. Not most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most of the time. Um, I will say, Matt, I don't know about your statement that, uh, the rest of the screenwriters are, are great because the guy who wrote The Dark Tower and the guy who wrote the new Jumanji are both screenwriters in this movie. The new Jumanji movie is going to be a fucking masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bold predictions, I guess. Totally. <laughs> the future will uh, tell. N- no, I know. I'm with you. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. We'll see. Anyway. Um, I don't know, man. Scott Rosenberg, he wrote Kangaroo Jack, so... Pfft. Oh, <laughs> <Mike> man. <laughs> Enough said. That, that's going to be great. <laughs> that just sold me right there. Yep. There we go. Kangaroo Jack, the greatest movie of all time. Uh, it was snubbed at the Oscars, and I will never drop that. Um, Isn't that the movie where the kangaroo is, steals the money? Sure. So where he's the kangaroo like has like glasses and he talks and he's. <laughs> it's the movie oh, where a kangaroo is the star. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Let's yep. all talk about this movie. <laughs> Guys, can Derail we do? Let's, you know what? Central. Screw it. We're done with the Savage Land. Let's do Kangaroo Jack minute. Um, oh, no. <laughs> no. Uh, okay. Uh, My well, Jeff Jeff Pink Jeff Pinkner was a writer for the, the amazing, Dark Tower. Uh, for, for the Amazing Spider-Man, exactly. Two, Amazing Spider-Man Two. Mm, that's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> J- I don't. Tr- I don't like your, that brain trust. Your, anyway, what's your what's your what's your ketchup? Uh, yeah. My ketchup. Uh, first piece of ketchup is I've been reading uh, a bunch of uh, Robert Kirkman stuff lately, uh, namely Invincible and Outcast. Uh, Yay, Outcast! Yeah, Outcast is really good. It's um, really good. It's so good. I mean, like, you guys know me. I'm not, like, huge on supernatural or horror at all. Uh, but, uh, man, Outcast, it's a very well-executed comic. Um, There's just something about it. Yeah. And I, I love all that stuff. 
but there's still just something about it that's amazing. Yeah, and and here's the thing, and it, like it'll it'll kind of dovetail nicely into um into my next piece of of ketchup, but uh what I've noticed in reading both of these series kind of concurrently, and and I've been getting more and more analytical in in how I'm reading comics lately because I'm so focused on writing that it's just like I everything that I do I'm trying to like benefit from it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh. And so I'm reading Invincible and Outcast, and the biggest thing that I've found that is probably Kirkman's biggest strength uh, is his use of subplots. Um, totally, totally. Like yeah. he, if if he didn't learn this from like reading Paul Levitt's comics, like Paul Levitt's Legion and and stuff like that, then he, you know, he's a master in his own right. But I, I guarantee you, Paul Levitt's is like up there on the things that he loved reading as a kid. Because uh, this is the this is like the method. His method of subplotting is the exact method that. Paul Levitt's always used to use and it's basically it's very simple every issue has an a plot a b plot and a c plot every once in a while a d plot and you've got you know basically 10 to you know somewhere between 10 and 13 pages of your 20 pages to devote to your a plot and then like another you know five or six for your b plot and then like one or two for your c plot uh and then as you move along with each issue you know those subplots will get sort of promoted or moved around or dropped for a few issues and then brought back like you know, moved up, moved down in order, like, and it's, it's, Kirkman does it completely masterfully. I mean, it's the same thing he does in Walking Dead. It's the same thing he does in, in everything that he writes. And I think that's what allows his comics to go on so long and stay so good. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's, it's crazy, like watching it. Cause I started, as I was reading it, I started like going back and keeping track. I was like, okay, how many pages was the A plot? How many pages was the B plot? How many pages was the C plot? Like where are they intertwining and stuff? And he's definitely got a pattern to his writing, but it's a pattern that he sort of interrupts and shifts around a lot to keep it, you know, kind of fresh. Um, sure. But it, it was just super interesting because it's like, he, he's a machine in terms of like page counts and like how many, you know, how much space he's devoting to a plots, how much space he's devoting to, to C plots, stuff like that. Um, and he's he's got it fucking figured out, you know. Like it's it's uh, masterful uh, to, yeah. to sort of notice it. Um, no, I I I mean I I really think Invincible's probably the best superhero comic. Yeah, in terms of like in terms of well, start to finish, singular comic. Yeah, self self encapsulated. And and I think here's the thing about Invincible uh, that makes it so good is Kirkman's methodology in writing that book is, you know, like he wrote it at a time when superheroes had gone through the 90s, right? And it was so splash page focused and all this stuff. And what he decided to do was just take it back, like focus on the methods of writing that worked in the days of, you know, Spider-Man and Legion and all these classic runs and use that methodology with an updated sensibility. Right. And it's it's simple. Like it's super simple what he did and it's fucking perfect. Uh, yeah. No, you know, crazy good. and he... The the other thing too is like each first issue that I've read from Kirkman, you know, like like for Outcast is the most recent first issue I've read of Robert Kirkman's, and it's probably the best one he's ever written. Uh, mm-hmm. Like he he continuously from Invincible or from Walking Dead to the to Invincible to Outcast and everything in between, every first issue he's ever written has gotten better. Um, and so I don't know, it's 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 uh, it's awesome to watch uh, somebody like that who just knows the craft so well. Um, uh, yeah. Well, uh, not only that, it the subject matter and the stories he tells are just are, are in and of themselves fascinating. Absolutely. And he's 
Yeah. He writes like Dickens is really what it is. Uh, you know, like in in the the way that that comics sort of function, he's he's writing in that serialized way, that that very subplot heavy way where he's introducing these huge casts of characters uh, that go on on you know throughout all these adventures and experience these crazy things. Uh, but it's what Dickens did. You know, he's not focused on a message. He's not focused on you know like what he wants people to think or whatever. He's just focused on introducing new things and sort of keeping the train moving. Uh, and surprising you, you know, and like twisting that knife and, and figuring out something new to do or set up your expectations for one thing and then twist it around. Um, and I don't know, it's, it's simple. And so that kind of dovetails into my second catch up. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been reading come in alone by Warren Ellis. Uh, oh, nice. It's, it's super great. And what, so what come in alone is, is back in like 99 through I think 2002 ish, uh, Warren Ellis wrote this column for uh, comic book resources called Come In Alone where he would just talk about, uh, you know, like writing comic books or the industry in general, you know, kind of like criticize or praise things about the industry, talk about where he thought it was going, uh, interview other creators, stuff like that. And so it's just this person who's a master of the craft, you know, and this is kind of the height of Warren Ellis's popularity as well, um, mm-hmm. just deconstructing the entire industry, Uh and so it's really cool. Like I'm, I think I'm 15 uh, columns in now, um, and he he talks about a lot of stuff. And the thing that he kind of has gone back to in every column is that his methodology of writing is uh, actually really very similar to Robert Kirkman's, and and uh, very inspired by Charles Dickens and the old pulp writers, which is just keep it going. You know, like like write the story, make it poppy. You know, like don't quit focusing on like all these. Alan Moore, like, you know, oh, I want this to be a metaphor for this thing and whatever, which is still great. Like, he never, you know, he never knocks that. But for him, he just talks about how he he likes that comics are kind of the the newest, you know, or, or the, the modern version of, of pulp writing and the modern version of serial writing. Um, mm-hmm. And so he just, I don't know, he, he talks a lot about how comics shouldn't be afraid of what they are. Uh, especially superhero comics, you know, and not afraid of of being poppy and being sort of like these serialized stories. And still, obviously, I mean, you look at Warren Ellis's work, and it is not hollow work at all. Um, but he's just he's not sitting there trying to like really beat anybody over the head with with messages and and themes and whatever. He's just trying to tell a really interesting story. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. I, I I'm finding a lot of inspiration. Uh, from reading Warren Ellis, especially because he'll do these random ones where he just talks about going out drinking with Garth Ennis, um, you know, or like he keeps describing Mark Miller as this like weird BDSM obsessed, like fetishist that just like pops into his house. <laughs> like he wrote, I, I sent you guys, uh, if, if anyone wants to look it up, um, if you look up uh, Warren Ellis coming alone or whatever, it's number 12 from this column. And he talks about how, he like on a cold night. He walks out to his, his you know, the the uh, the gates of the Ellis Mansion to chain it, to chain up the gates or whatever. And then a car strolls into the uh, to the driveway and like from the the smoke engulfed cabin, he hears a, some voice saying, "I borrowed it from Morrison." And then Mark Miller jumps out with like like completely leather clad, dripping in. He said like dripping in <laughs> sperm or something like that. Oh my god! <laughs> like, Jesus. He just and then anytime Mark Miller comes up after that, he continuously just describes him as like having like testicle piercings and like just like weird stuff like that. It's so funny. Um, oh, that's funny. 
but yeah, anyway, I, I highly recommend coming alone for anybody who a just wants to think about comics, uh, in a different way. And especially B if you're wanting to create comics, um, I don't know. It's, it's been a super entertaining read and I love how grumpy Warren Ellis is. Oh, he's grumpy. Oh, he's a grumpy guy. Yeah. Oh, that, that makes him way more interesting <laughs> to me. I like grumpy people. He, he goes on tirades <laughs> and like, and he's, he's also like not afraid to like call people out or at least he wasn't at in 1999, uh, to just like name a specific editor that he wants to see run over by a semi, uh, wow. which is like, Oh Jesus. Um, but at the same time, I like that just unabashed, uh, uh, unbridled craziness. Um, sure. Yeah. The other fun thing is that at the end of each column, uh, he recommends one thing to, um, let's see, one thing to, to read, uh, one thing to listen to, um, and then uh, a website to visit and a graphic novel to read as well. Hmm. That's wow. fun. Yeah. That's really cool. It's super awesome. Uh, I this this collection has given me a newfound uh, love for Warren Ellis. So yeah, nice. There it is. There it is, uh, guys. Should we talk about the issue of the week? Yeah, we should. Uh, we should uh, be we prepared. Should introduce it with our uh, our our, uh, our issue of the week sponsor, T Blocks. Freaking T Blocks, guys. Uh, I mean, people people know what T Blocks is, right? What does what does T Blocks do? Put shirts on your body. Geeky shirts. Uh, hell, hell yeah, they do. Uh, and for cheap. <laughs> soft, soft geeky shirts. Covers up that warm, warm flesh that's just surrounding your writhing corpse. Yeah. With Ooh. cotton. Wow. <laughs> do you ever just like, do you ever get too much like Cheeto dust uh, on your t-shirt and just like, like, oh man, like I can't, I can't go on all these hot dates with all this Cheeto dust on my t-shirts. Well, good news. Every, every day. Yep, all the time. Happens to me all the fucking time. Um, good news. T-Blocks has you covered. Uh, for less than $10 a month, they'll send you a freaking a t-shirt to your door. Uh, it can be Star Wars related, DC, Marvel, whatever. It's all officially licensed stuff. Or you can sign up for their uh, community designs, which are all just a bunch of artists that submit designs for them. And whatever gets uh, sort of... You know, voted in by the uh, by the the Illuminati over at T Blocks uh, makes it to your doorstep every month. Um, That's exciting! Hell yeah, their their t shirts are amazing. I love them. Uh, I wear them. They're I, I have this awesome Star Wars shirt. That's I've talked about it before. It's an Empire Strikes Back Japanese poster, and it fits me very well. I'm a really skinny, lanky guy, and it's not often that a uh, t shirt can like look good on me without making my arms look like toothpicks because uh, the sleeves are always enormously big. But uh, T-Blocks, they were nice. I'm I'm sure I've asked this before, but they do carry women's sizes, right? Hell yeah, they do. I'll, I'll have to check it out. Yep. Uh, no, they're, they, also, they're they, also, they also carry Hellspawn sizes, just if you're curious. <laughs> yeah, for your little Hellspawns. I, I was curious, actually. I was curious, too. <laughs> uh, hey, guys. So Cover up that, cover up that worm flesh. <laughs> This this uh, issue of the week was sent to us uh, by a listener, Kristen Ronson. Or should I say, should, should, was I supposed to say the name? I shouldn't have said the last yeah. name. Yeah. Whoops. That's okay. You, f- you could bleep it. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably to. bleep that. Uh, uh, it was. It was Rough Riders. Yeah. Kristen, uh, Kristen Rickman, Rough Riders number one from Aftershock Comics. By uh, creator, Created and written by Adam Glass. And the artist uh, was Patrick Olief. Olify. Olify. 
with uh, that's, a, that's a lot of that's a lot of L's and F's in there. It's a lot of yeah. There, yeah there's too many. We should talk to him uh, and tell him to change his name. Um, yeah, with, hey, uh, hey, what's Gabe up Altaib with all these letters? Sal Cipriano. We did. We read it. We did. Here's. I'll give a nutshell. I'll give the. It's a little young Teddy Roosevelt. He's he's a superhero apparently in this alternate past, and he needs to form a team of superhero teammates. Uh, f- with the likes of uh, Jack Johnson, the boxer, and Thomas Edison, and Harry Houdini, and um, Annie Oakley, and some other guy. I don't know who the other guy is. Yeah, great job, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, well, we'll get to why I don't know who that other guy is. That's also important mm-hmm. because I only read issue one. Yep, as we all did. That's Correct? that's yeah. what we're supposed yeah. to do for issue of the week. Oh boy! Okay, what'd you guys think? Um, so I, I know you guys were were uh, pretty down on it. Uh, I hey, don't put don't put words in. Yeah, our mouths. hey, I'm geez. not. I'm just going off of what you said. We can be critical of it. It's fine. Um, so I, I I then I won't I won't put words in your mouth. I'll just speak for myself. Um, I I certainly uh I enjoyed it. Um, I thought the art was fantastic. Uh. And I thought it was an interesting premise, uh, you know, albeit one that's that's becoming a little tropey. Um, however, I did feel like this story was like that the, there wasn't much of an arc in this issue uh, and that it would be a story much better served in the graphic novel format. But due to the nature of comics was you know, the publisher wants to release it as a single issue comic month to month. Yep. Same. I mean, I, I would, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I, I, I really like the art in this book. I thought the art was very cool. Yeah. I uh, agree with that. There was only one panel where I could not figure out what the hell was going on for the longest time. And I had to just sort of like, there's a there's this, at the beginning of the issue, a uh, uh, young master, Teddy Roosevelt, to save a burning building, shoots a water tower out, and the water tower spills water all over everything. Mm. But I couldn't tell that it was a water tower for a really long time, so I was I, I sat on that page for uh, like longer than I care to admit to try to figure out what the hell was going on. <laughs> 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 um, but otherwise, I do. I like the I like the art. I thought the style is great. The pacing's pretty good. The layout's pretty nice. I, I really like the style. Mm-hmm. I agree. So. Uh, we are we are basing this solely on it being a single issue, and this I, to me feels like a poor single issue due to the fact that there is no arc and it doesn't quite get anywhere, and it's just step one of five, I assume. Yeah, I think it was like five or meet, six. To, well, five to meet all the all the entire team. Mm. Oh Jesus! Yeah. Right, right. Because if there's if there's going to be one per issue, one new team member per issue, as Teddy Roosevelt goes out and gets his team together. It takes. It's going to take five issues to get to the story. Yeah, yeah. That, there's, that's there's... also my complaint: is that it is broken up that way. Uh, where I would have rather seen everybody in the first issue, and they start off together, and then go from there, rather than breaking up. Okay, now we're going to go get this person, well, it, and well, then this person. Yeah, or do what Jason said, which is. 
have it in a graphic novel format, have it in a trade format. Mm-hmm. I think this yeah. would fit really well in a trade format because yes, to only read one is to sort of leave nothing answered at all except for Jack Johnson's on his team and he's about to meet Houdini. Which I, I would have liked to see Houdini. I, yeah, you still I mean, you still could keep reading. but I could. I probably won't, though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Just because... But I, I here's, but I, I think, I, I appreciate what you said, Jason, about it, it, the, the, the alternate history where Thomas Edison and Nikola Tesla form a supergroup of spe- magic scientists. I know that's not this one, but I'm just, mm-hmm. that's the trope, right? Yeah, exactly. If, 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 if that is a, if that is a something new to you, if you're a new comic book reader, and you're coming in and you're looking for something, I think this would be a good one. Because this would this this League of Extraordinary Gentlemen kind of did it mm-hmm. and did it well. It's you know, but this is much more modern. This has a fresh look. The art's really fun. Mm-hmm. The art's fresh. It's vibrant. Yeah, I think as I think if you were coming in as a new reader or a younger reader, this would be a great place to uh, 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 certainly a good fun comic to start because it would get you going from page from. Issue one, and and you want to keep going. You want to get the whole team together. So you're going to read more than one comic book. You're going to read five or six or however long, um, and that can sort of train you. To train that could help train you know people who are like kind of on the fence, particularly younger readers who are on the fence, to sort of get into the format of how comic books work and how you read comic books. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Uh, so. So, so I'm definitely, you know, while I personally didn't particularly enjoy it, uh, and I primarily due to the fact that I'm just not really much of a of a a fan of the like alternative history team up stuff. Mm-hmm. I see absolute value and merit in this one specifically, uh, and I think that I think that if if you are if you're like I've never read a comic before, try this one. I mean, there's a bunch of stuff you could read, and this one I think could be a lot of fun for you. Or if you do like this type of story anyways yeah, this is right I, up your I'm, alley. I'm in the same boat where it's not really my thing mm-hmm. and seeing teddy roosevelt is an action hero is kind of eh like it's cool but it, it's not working for me it's yeah. not doing it for me but i can see how it would be really cool and fun mm. yeah i uh I agree there. So, did, was there anything you guys wanted to say before we just kind of like run down the the list of questions for our uh, issue of the week? No, let's get to it. Uh, so, does this require any prior reading? Um, I think obviously it's a number one issue. Uh, it's not you know related to any other series, so probably universally no, it doesn't require any prior reading. Agreed. I guess. Yeah. Look, I guess one addendum. Maybe maybe like maybe some basic U- U.S. history. Yeah. Yeah, if if you don't know who these characters are, maybe just kind of read up on which, them. Which which I would bit. also say maybe that is the strength of this because this could inspire you to go back and read through some of these popular actual people from U.S. history. Jack Johnson was an amazing man. Yeah. Uh, and reading it, if if you if you read this and you read about Jack Johnson, you're like, who is this cool black boxer guy? Go back and read about who the real man was because he did some pretty incredible stuff in a racially segregated world. Yeah, I didn't actually know like that much about Jack Johnson, and so that that was one thing that kind of got like if I had had a little more time before, uh, um, you know, like without doing other stuff, I probably would have kind of gone down a little bit of a Wikipedia rabbit hole. Um, sure. Yeah, so that that's probably good. I think the only prior reading is like 
some general semblance of like you know if you took a couple of u.s history classes you're probably on board yep yeah um satisfying on its own i think you know we're all pretty much in agreement that uh this is an a chapter rather than an episode yes yeah 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 there's no uh there's no a plot that resolves yeah there yeah exactly there's no there's no conclusion here um yeah so yeah, I think I'm sure, and it it is out uh, in in entirety now. So I'm sure there's probably a a, a trade paperback or graphic novel that's available. Um, yes, and I know they're continuing it in like another series. Uh, so, um, should this be adapted, and how? Well, we all saw what happened in League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I I you could adapt this. Yeah, sure. I think. Yeah. I think in bearing in mind the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen thing, uh, I think that we have been underserved by... Like, I think this is becoming a trope in comics. Uh, however, I think it's much less of a trope in film and TV. Like, there's, you know, there have been some things sort of done to that end, but uh, I think it would be nice to see a, uh, a a good quality adaptation of this type of story. And so I think it could be adapted, you know, maybe a loose adaptation. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I think you could pull it off, and I think you could probably make it actually pretty cool. Yep. Yeah, I I would definitely yep. say that it, it could be adapted. Uh, in a movie. I would say movie, not television. Mm, yeah, yeah, probably movie. I think, yeah, this is not yeah. an episodic yep. story. No. Um, if you Again, though, I don't know. I don't know what the, sto- I don't know what the plot is yet. That's fair, yeah. Maybe maybe after <laughs> this, it's it's all really uh, episodic. Um, but no, I mean, judging by the fact that every, like, series, like, they're doing multiple series of Rough Riders, but it's all, like, going to be, you know, it's Rough Riders and then Rough Riders colon this thing or whatever. It seems like they're all sort oh, of okay. meant to be yeah. standalone stories, just, you know, much gotcha. like movies. Oh, okay. Rather than an ongoing series. Um, uh-huh. So, yeah, I, I think that's dead on a movie adaptation. Okay. Uh, if you liked this, then... Or, or you know, in general, like what a recommendation, uh, kind of related to this series, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah, I, f- I figured one of you guys was going to take that one. <laughs> just, I just wanted to, because otherwise, I don't really, I, I, I couldn't think of anything else. Uh, all I could really come up with is a uh, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Oh, nice! Oh, yeah. That's a good one. That's, that's a good yeah, recommendation. It's a really good book. So yeah, and it's got a. I think it. I know it has a sequel, but I, I don't know if it has anything after that. But. Okay. I'd say that. Yeah, and then uh, my my recommendation is Five Fists of Science by Matt Fraction. So, oh, what about the one we? What about it was like episode three or four that we reviewed it? You brought it up. Five Ghosts. Mm. Oh yeah. Five Ghosts. Uh, yeah, I would definitely recommend Five Ghosts. Yeah, because that's that's like that's fictional. All, that's all literary. Yeah. Characters. Right. Yeah. Like Dracula and. Stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Same idea, though. Same kind of content. Totally. And and for Five Fists of Science, it's uh, Mark Mark Twain and Nikola Tesla uh, team up to end war forever. Um, with yeah. Twain's connections and Tesla's innovations, they uh, they went into business selling world peace. There you go. Europe. Sweet. Involves Edison um, and Morgan and all the you know black arts and the industrial age, all that stuff. It's fun. Honestly, I think my biggest disappointment in this is I didn't get to see Annie Oakley in this in this issue. Mm. Inventor of Oakley okay. sunglasses. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Uh, but she's a badass, and I, I, I there's a little bit of me that kind of wants to keep reading just to see how they handle Annie Oakley because mm. she's an awesome, awesome human. So yeah, I I may end up finishing is. this series at some point, depending on how much reading I have to do for other stuff. Sure. 
Yeah, I'm not opposed to it. Yeah. I wouldn't say this is this is by no means something I thought was garbage, but uh Oh no, definitely not no, garbage. Was, I, I, I just wanted everybody together a lot sooner. Yeah, yeah. that's all I want. I want the te- I want the team. Yep. I want the team. And it's uh, it is from Aftershock Comics who we've been talking about a lot lately. Uh they're you know, I mean they're consistently putting out more and more great stuff, so It's exciting to see it. Um if yep. it, I'm definitely not I'm not writing it off. Yeah. I'm not writing rough writers off. Some of the, I mean I, you know, it, the, some of the other stories could end up being super cool. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. Sorry, what were you saying? Uh, I was just going to say, if you, the listener, person listening to this right now, uh, if you have a recommendation for issue of the week for us, and again, it doesn't need to be a number one issue, doesn't even need to be uh, anything that we've all heard of, can be big or small, whatever. Uh, if you have a recommendation for issue of the week, send us that recommendation to letters at savagelandpodcast.com. We, uh, we'll, we'll be doing at least one uh, listener recommendation every month. Yeah. And then we do have, so uh, in this one, so Rachel's got the next recommendation, um, uh, but uh, our guest, uh, Hass Otzman Elhow, who, who was on the show the week before this episode airs, uh, he also recommended an issue of the week for us. Um, oh, fantastic. And so that... So we'll save that for... Yeah, we'll save, we'll save that for after Rachel's. Um, okay. But yeah. Well, no. Okay, whatever. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. We'll save it for after Rachel's. Uh, Rachel, what is your recommendation? Or like mine, but it's cool. <laughs> oh, so then we'll save it after for after yours too. Okay. <laughs> no, I think we should just. Spl- I think we should do. The three of us go. Then it's a someone's, mm. and three of us go. Then it's someone's. That's a good idea. Okay. Anyway, uh, what you got, Rach? Uh, I you were devi- you were having you were struggling. I I was because I had my pick all picked out for a couple of weeks now okay. mm. and. I, I will probably bring it up again, but okay. because it's Halloween time uh-huh. and I read this today, uh-huh. I'm, I'm going to go with it. And okay. it is called Winnebago Graveyard. Mm. Okay. I've been wanting to read this. <laughs> yeah. I've heard good things. Uh, let me just pull it up. <laughs> By uh, Steve Niles, mm-hmm. who did 30 Days of Night. Yep. And it's only a four-issue run, but uh-huh. I, I am just going to recommend issue number one. Oh, man, it's not number three. <laughs> no. <laughs> so what it is, it's about this family that they're going on a road trip and they're Winnebago. And they stop because they see a carnival, a really creepy carnival out in the middle of nowhere. So they go and they have their fun at the carnival and then they discovered that their Winnebago has been stolen and they're now stranded in this town where the town folks are sacrificing people to Satan. Hmm. Hell yeah. And it, huh. and it's it's really good. Okay. And I, I love the art. I do only have one problem with the art, but I can bring that up later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Well, I loved Thirty Days of Night. Yeah. That one, I I saw the movie first, and I was like, "Man, eh, it's okay." And then I read the comic, and I was like, "Holy shit, this is cool!" And he's a good writer, so I'm excited. Well, I I brought this up. I didn't even find it. Be uh, let's see, what was I reading? I was reading the October fraction faction mm. about a family of kind of bee monsters, kind of like the monsters, uh-huh. and they fight other monsters okay. and, and it was pretty fun sure but it, it's kind of deadly class 
esque, but with monsters. Oh, okay. And I was going to recommend that, but I thought Winnebago Graveyard was a little more mm. interesting. No, that's, that's great. I love it. Hell yeah. So that's my pick. And you can, uh, if, if you guys are wanting to, if the listeners are wanting to prepare for Winnebago Graveyard, the uh, the trade paperback will be out toward the end of November. Uh, so you can yes. pick up the first issue on Comixology, or if you want, you can go to our Amazon banner uh, and uh, and click through and pre-order the Winnebago Graveyard trade paperback. There it is. There it is. Uh, well, shit. Then should we talk about yep. Green Valley finally? Yep. We should talk about Green Valley. So here's my here's my little blurb. If you if to anyone who has not ever read Green Valley and doesn't know anything about it, stop listening and read it, and don't read anything about it. Yeah, keep it that way. Just don't read anything about it. Yeah. I, I will say Green Valley is one of the coolest, most original stories I've read in a long time. And I went into it 100% blind and was so happy that I did. It's it's uh, kind of a trademark of Max Landis's writing where the uh, the pitch for the series kind of spoils it. <laughs> you know, like uh, it's 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 one of his trademarks now, like with uh, Bright, I think kind of the, the pitch spoils some of the fun for it. Um, he's had a bunch of scripts that have been bought like over and over that are exactly mm-hmm. that way where like the thing that makes it cool also kind of like really, uh, spoils some of the surprise of the story itself. Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, I, I think it's, it's definitely benefited by going in completely cold. If you can at all possible, if you're that type yeah. of person like me, that's, that's capable of not spoiling it don't it's so cool anyway yeah. without further ado stop listening now if you've never read green valley read green valley and then jump back on it's only yeah. eight issues it's nine. it's not nine. a huge investment sorry nine and it's it's cool it's very you, cool you'll blow right through it yeah i did in like a night yeah no it's it's so it's, green it's very valley, guys yeah <laughs> freaking green valley um, um I, so, I'm, so I'm, I, I'm glad that you made me. Okay. Yeah, I wanted to bring shot. that up. I wanted to start there. So, Wait, right, yeah. <laughs> you want to? You want to? You want to? I I did go into this blind. I had no idea what it was about, and I only really heard Matt say that he wanted to read it. So I read issue one. I do want to say I definitely and, talked about it on the show like a year ago. Yeah, he 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 did. Oh, I don't listen when you talk. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. I, I accepted that a long time ago. <laughs> no, if, it, if it's been that long ago, I I won't remember. I just forgot. Yeah. yeah, it's sure. funny going uh-huh. back through old episodes and being like, "Whoa, we talked about that thing." Yeah, because I oh, forget, people, I've forgotten so much. Yeah, people have brought up to me before, like people that I've met who listen to the show have brought up like things that I've said on the show before, and I'm like, "What?" Oh, absolutely. Yeah, totally. yeah, Cap will do that to me, and I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't remember any of this. <laughs> <laughs> we we black out. So, like, so we get any- blackout drunk every time we record, and then <laughs> we never have to remember. All right. So, so anyways, Green Valley. Mm. I read issue one, and I did not like it. I did not dig it. I didn't want to continue at all until Matt was like, no, you you need to continue. You need I to said keep it reading the most- it thoughtful way i possibly could yeah because i wanted yeah. to like i wanted to make sure it came across that i wasn't being pushy but i was like you really you're you I th- you're, uh. you, di- you didn't want to jason it right 
he, he basically just said that it's got stuff in it that you love, that I love, that we've wanted to see. So just just keep going with it. Yeah. And I did. And I read it in about an hour or so. <laughs> I totally. <laughs> and it's it was awesome. So, it's one it's of the best so good. stories that I've read in a long time. Absolutely. I mean, I was on the same page. I was... I. Uh, well, okay, so we've we've given ample spoiler warning. So Green Valley is um why you know, I think why you got that first issue experience was the first issue is just this very simple fantasy story. Yeah. And like I was I sort of got into it on the first issue cuz I thought it was kind I liked the banter between the guys was kind of fun. Yeah, the characterization. Yeah. So that that was necessary, I think for sure. Like it had to have that otherwise the story was not going to keep people yeah, totally. So it's got these kind of like it's this like this group of four knights. They're the knights of Caldaria or whatever. Colodia, Colodia, and like you know, I just don't care for fantasy stuff at all. <laughs> and I think that I think and I think you're absolutely right because I, I was like, I don't know, fantasy's so boring. Yeah. And then, but these characters had it was kind of funny and like they had good rapport between them. And I was like, oh, this is fun. Well, and, that, uh, and that's why I kept like trying to convince you to read it too because I was like, Matt hates fantasy, but I know he's probably gonna like this story. Oh yeah. So so anyway, so these knights they they they're sworn to protect this land or whatever and then um uh, these bad guys come and destroy their whole village and you know kill one of the guys' wives and it's this horrible traumatic thing. And then it's it like skips jumps in time to like a year later and they're like all just downtrodden and disheveled and just like waiting to die They've basically. Been drinking like crazy. Yeah. yeah, and this guy comes from this other this Green Valley place somewhere else in this realm, mm-hmm. and he said, "There's this wizard, and he's got dragons and shit, and he's fucking all of our shit up. Will you guys come help us? You know, and 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 they've like bragged before about having killed dragons and fought wizards and stuff, but they actually haven't. There's they've, yeah. they have no ac- they've never actually seen any of that in this world. There's no actual dragons or whatever. Yeah." Yeah, they 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 fought short. a lot. I mean, like they've they've definitely like they're they're great warriors, but yeah, they've never like fought mythical yeah. beasts. Right. So they yeah. kind of so that's sort of part of why that gets what gets them to go to this place. There's a whole discussion there, but they go to this place. And long story short, it turns out that this wizard guy is actually just some dude from the future who time traveled into the past uh, with fucking dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, time traveled to the past, <laughs> got dinosaurs, and then used the dinosaurs to go and like steal shit from all sorts of other time periods to get rich in the future. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and his ship broke down, <laughs> so now he is making this town go gather metals for him to bring back and fix his ship because yep. he's stuck here. Mm-hmm. And he's just a dick, and he sings like he sings like what, shitty nineties songs. Like, shitty nineties songs. Yeah, <laughs> no, that one was from the eighties. Oh, was, was it eighties song? Yeah, that. I don't remember what song? Take it was. me home tonight. That's right. Take me home tonight. Yeah. yeah. By Eddie Money. That's, That's right. who it is. That's right. <laughs> But so fucking great. I mean, so brilliant. And like, and then, you know, they're trying to figure out his deal and they can't like, you know, they don't know what's going on. And it's just great. And then, and then it's just them trying to deal with this fucking dick, like time time traveler from the future. (laughs) That that still looks like he's from the eighties. Totally. He's from the future. In like 2045 or something. so good. Yeah, I uh, I don't want to. I mean, then the, and then the, you know, the story goes from there. But uh, I I really I I I was not expecting it to be that good. It was. I am a hundred percent with Rachel that it was one of the best stories I've read in a long time. And and one of the best time travel stories. Yep. 
Absolutely. And such a time. great twist on time travel. What I mean, I love all the time travel and the dinosaurs and stuff. Sure. But um what I really liked was at the heart of the story is the guy's friendship. Uh-huh. And how he did, you know, make that turn at the end where he knew that he couldn't stop his self. Yeah. From going back in time. So he still needed his friend's help. Yeah. Yeah. I, and it is. It's just and a, I, I loved that. I really liked so that good. element because I, I got to, it was like when I hit uh, issue seven, I was like, oh, like they're, like they're already reaching their conclusion. He's about to go and, you know, kill, uh, uh, what, what, Cyril? Um, he's about to go kill Cyril. Yeah. Like we're on issue seven. There's supposed to be two more issues. Like what's, you know, what's going to keep the story going past that? Cause I don't want an issue of just like in between action. And I liked that, like they got to the confrontation, and then it was that was sort of like that third act twist where you're like, oh shit, like he's about to make this really selfish decision, uh, yada yada. And then the way that that sort of comes back around, I, I, yeah, I loved that conclusion. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I, I mean, yeah, I would, I would, I would put it in the Hall of Fame mm-hmm. of best best comic books around best <laughs> one of the best best out comics there. around town one for the books <laughs> in town i don't know um around i don't know but the art's super great i mean yeah freaking giuseppe communicoli is amazing yeah yes. it's just so i mean all around just a wonderful story and max landis has little blurbs at the beginning where he kind of talks about his process and stuff and that's super fun to read mm-hmm. and you can tell that it, for him it's just this he he just kind of poured everything into it and he got super excited about it. And, he, and he, you know, yeah, he is he's he's an amazing writer, so. Yeah. And I have I've loved his involvement with Skybound uh lately. Like mm-hmm. it seems like he and Robert Kirkman have become really good friends and so uh it looks like there's going to be more stuff from him in Skybound. I was talking to Sean Makowitz the other day who's their um he's like their president of of something like operations or marketing or something like that and he's also writing a comic called Gasolina for them. Um but it seems like, especially with this Amazon partnership, that Max Landis is going to be more and more involved. Uh, Skybound is producing the American Werewolf in London adaptation that he's doing. Um, oh, cool. Or remake, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. And so it, I like that pe- someone like him and Robert Kirkman, who both you know obviously share so much of the same sort of interests and like unbridled enthusiasm for the medium, uh, I'm glad that they're working together. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think that's a good combination yeah and it's it's always so rare that uh a writer comes in from another medium you know like film and television or even you know novels that somebody comes in from that medium and does well you know it's it's way more often that comics writers go to those other mediums and do very well but more often than not those other writers will just like you know kind of do horribly in in comics uh sure and so it's always a nice refresher when you know, when the opposite happens, when somebody comes in from film or TV and is just like this amazing comic book writer. I mean, thus far he's, you know, three for three. Yeah. Well, you know, and it's just, it's a testament to his, his prowess as a writer. Mm-hmm. Um, he's able to switch mediums and still just crush it. Yeah. And, it, and just as a storyteller, he knows how to tell a story and he knows, yeah. he knows what ticks to hit along the way and he knows how to make it really hit home at the end and have a bigger, deeper meaning. And yeah, it's just great. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm very glad that I read it, because uh, um, I was definitely on the fence due to its fantasy nature, um, yeah, and was happily proven wrong. 
Absolutely. Um, I, I'm I'm curious if this is going to see a quick adaptation from Amazon uh, because of the Skybound partnership. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. It's pretty great. Yeah. Although you know what? On the other hand, like I like that this exists as a comic book. Absolutely. I think some stuff should some things should stay comic book to prove the merit of comic books. Yes. Uh, and not and not have comic books just as a vessel for television. Yeah, and I, yeah. I do like it's it's one of those things where I don't think really most comics I don't think ever need an adaptation, um, you know, and it's it's one of those where like this as a comic book on its own does show the strength of the medium, uh, especially yeah. because this would just be simply hard to put off, pull off as a movie, you know, or a TV show. Um, uh, yeah, and honestly, it it doesn't need it. Nope. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Is like with a story like Rough Riders, I feel like another medium could be beneficial to that story. Uh, yes. Yes. But with this one, I think that there's no other medium that's better for it. Yep. Hundred percent. So. Yeah, I loved it. Uh, I don't know. For me, it's like a solid nine out of ten. I like for the the setup of it. Some of it I was a little weaker on, but the further the story went on, I think the better it got. Yeah. No, I would say nine out of ten. Nine point five out of ten. I just think it's great. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I I give it the same nine point five out of ten. Yep, cool. I mean, you're going you're going start to finish. You're going nine issues, and that's it. And you wrap it up, and it's just a nice little package. And it's yeah. great. I'm excited for and the. It has a happy ending. It does. And it has a happy ending. I'm excited for the collection yep. to come out because I'm curious to see like, uh, you know, obviously with it being a nine issue series, I wonder if they'll make like a, a cool hardcover or anything like that or any bonus material. I will. Definitely be picking this up as a hardcover. Yeah, yeah, I would. Uh, worth it. Yep. Um, any any related recommendations? Uh, if you know if people read and dug this, I know we didn't really prepare anything, but um, nah, not off the top of my head. I mean, it's just this is such a unique thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because uh, I'd want to pick like a you know a mini a, a you know nine or ten issue series yeah mini series i'd say i mean re- I don't know. really like the only th- enough stuff my head the only thing i can really recommend based on this is other max landis stuff like superman american alien and then uh bright which is coming out next month on netflix uh yeah i think both of those you'd probably enjoy yeah i mean yeah american alien coming from the guy who doesn't like superman mm-hmm. i think american aliens one of the best superhero stories out there yep so oh, i'm cool. with you um well all right uh that's i think that pretty much does it for this episode right i think so i think we nailed it right on the head right on the right on the tip of the tongue um the uh, you guys can listeners find us on uh twitter at at savage land pod (laughs) (laughs) um the uh for once i got tongue-tied uh Find us on Twitter at savage land pod uh facebook and instagram at savage land podcast where can they email us Letters at SavageLandPodcast.com. Um, dot com. And, <laughs> and the phone number, Rachel? Eight four one three savage 4 No. That's, I'm dyslexic There's on no, it. Uh, <laughs> you almost had it. You had it right in the middle. <laughs> Four one three savage four. Four one three savage four. There we go. Four one three.
Got it. Uh, I, I knew that I had some of it right. Yeah, you got it. You, got it. <laughs> uh, you can call that number if you want to leave us a voicemail. We'll play it on the show. Um, let us know what you thought of Green Valley or any of the other stuff we discussed this week. Uh, it's uh, like probably one of the next episodes in the next few weeks we'll be talking about um, uh, Blade Runner 2049. Uh, there's an interview with Zach Kaplan coming up. Um, there's, uh, I mean, obviously like Star Wars, if you've got any thoughts on The Last Jedi, freaking Justice League, Thor, like any of that stuff, it'll be coming out in the next few weeks. Um, yeah, we're, we're, we're rolling right into some pretty awesome territory here, so yes. yeah. it's pretty exciting to be, the, it's pretty exciting to be us right now. The winter, yeah, <laughs> the winter months are becoming blockbuster season, so it's, it'll be fun. Um, yeah. It's pretty great. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I want to give us, uh, I'm going to, I feel so bad. Kristen? Kier- yeah, Kristen. Uh, Kristen, I wanted to give a special shout out to Kristen. She gave us a she 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 gave us a, a, an issue of the week, um, and I appreciate that. So thank you for participating. That 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 yes. means a lot. Absolutely, yeah. And and anyone else, like seriously, send us your issue of the week uh, recommendations because obviously we do not read anywhere close to everything that comes out, and we're usually way behind on what comes out. So um, send send your shit to us. There's and we'll too read much. It. Too much, which is a good thing. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, uh, we hope you've enjoyed your time in the Savage Land. Mm-hmm.